Aloha, thank you for pressing play. Welcome to the Eating Curve Balls for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Mahoy, and your biggest fan when it comes to hitting those curveballs that life, sports, or parenting can throw you right out of the park. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. All right, another hot topic for you, sports specialization. Um, That's also going around Facebook again with a couple articles and people are having discussions again. We were talking about it in the Positive Sports Parenting Group, Janice Meredith's group on Facebook. And I think most of us can agree that kids do not need to specialize early or specialize in one sport from the age of five, six, seven, eight, nine in order to be good at it, in order to be come the best that they can be at it by the time they're 15, 16, 17, 18, right? They can do more things than just that one thing. And the thing that kind of is interesting to see, though, is people who will take it to an extreme and say, like, you should never play just one sport. You should always be a multi-sport athlete, which I don't think is necessarily um, a must or an absolute. And the other thing I see parents doing, parents of young kids especially, is going, oh, I need to put my kid into other sports because, you know, they're not supposed to specialize. And so they're all freaked out because their six, seven, eight-year-old is only playing one sport. And they're like, I need to put them in this. I need to put them in that. And, And then we see kids who are playing all this stuff and they're overwhelmed and they're overloaded because parents are thinking that specialization is bad. And if my kid only plays one sport when they're six or seven or eight, then I'm specializing early and that's bad for them. So even that is like kind of missing the point, okay? Because um, there are lots of ways to keep your child active or to not, quote unquote, not specialize early um, that do not involve filling your child's schedule with all kinds of sports all year long. That It doesn't have to be that way. In our experiences, our, our oldest daughter... And even myself, we only played softball for a while until high school. Um, actually, she did Kung Fu first because the softball team in our community was full. And so she couldn't get on it when we kind of wanted her to start. And so she did Kung Fu for a little bit, enjoyed that, jumped into softball, only wanted to play softball, um, only played softball until high school. And then the other thing I hear people saying a lot is play multiple sports until high school and then specialize, like and then cut it down, especially if you want to go far in it. You know, if you want to take it to another level, if you want to be elite, so on and so forth. Well, high school is when she actually played more sports, not less. Same with me. Um, That's when she did a year of track. She did a year of cross country. She did a year of wrestling. She tried. um, uh, She got into powerlifting. She got into CrossFit. So she played and did more organized activities at that level than she did when she was younger. Now, when she was younger and only playing softball, it's not, you know, she did, she didn't never played year round, first of all. And, and then even though we live in a state where you can, cause it's warm here, but she never played year round. And then she did do other things in the off season, not necessarily an organized sport, but she was active in other ways, right? She did other physical activities that helped her become what most people are going after, which is like well-rounded, you know, avoiding overuse injuries and imbalances and so on and so forth there's so many different ways to do that it doesn't have to look like multiple organized sports or activities in order to be effective so that's something to consider also while she got scholarships 
scholarship offers for softball, even though she didn't narrow down her focus in high school. The thing that she actually ended up taking and going elite in is powerlifting, which she did not even start until 16. She didn't even do it until she was going into her senior year. And from her very first meet, um, less than a year of training, just a few months actually, she set American records. Um, By the time she was like 18, I believe, and within a year, a little over a year, she set world records. So she didn't even start that until older, right? So this whole idea of exactly how things have to look and have to be is an illusion for the most part for most people. Like your child is on their own journey and on their own path. And as much as you want to try to engineer it, a lot of times what we envision isn't actually the best course of action over the years that is possible for them. There's so many things that are going to happen and be available in two years, in four years, in six years that we can't even think of now. We can't even, it's not, it doesn't even exist in some cases right now for them. And so to be able to, to think that you can plan that all out to a T, um, it's, it's pretty rare. And, and oftentimes our kids' journeys take twists and turns and ups and downs and, you know, new directions that we, we could have never predicted. And the more flexible you can stay and the more open to all the possibilities you can be, the more fun it is, the more they'll be able to explore different options and develop and learn in various ways from various sources. And that only goes to help them down the road, right? And so our, um, even our other two daughters, the, the sport that they wrestled, the sport that they wrestled, the sport that they played in high school wrestling, um, that they had opportunities to go to college in have had slash have slash had had slash have um, opportunities to take further and go into college in they didn't even start until high school so again just illustrating that idea that you don't really need necessarily to start specializing in or even participating in the sport that you're going to stick with at an early age But also, you don't necessarily need to be so restrictive on when you do start to focus or when you don't or if you, you know, if you ever do, you don't need to be so strict upon organized sports and having multiple organized sports is the only way to quote unquote not specialize, right? So there's a lot of things that people are just taking like sports specialization and either looking at it as a young athlete is playing more than one sport or they're not. And that being the extent of whether or not they're quote unquote specializing early or not. And the other thing, and that's just not the full, that's not the whole picture. There's so much more to it than that. And then the other thing that we see people, uh, the article that was going around was that even though we know that sports specialization isn't necessarily beneficial, sometimes even detrimental, not necessarily, but sometimes it is. Um, parents are still choosing to specialize or have their children specialize at early ages, even with all the research, even with all the attention and the discussion around this topic. And so I believe it was Janice and her group that asked, why do you think that is? And people said, well, because it's the pressure of these organizations that say, if you don't play with us all year, then you don't have a spot. Right. And so they're feeling this pressure. They're fe- this. They're feeling the fear of missing out. My kid doesn't do it. And so on. And all these other kids are doing it. Then my kid's going to fall behind and they're going to you know, they're not going to be able to keep up. And all these other kids are going to move ahead and get more advanced. And my kid's going to lose out. And um, 
you know and then she was asking like how do we stop that and to me the simplest way to stop that or to make it a non-issue for your own child is to just opt out of that pressure don't succumb to it don't give in or allow yourself to dwell on this idea of my kid's gonna miss out if they don't play year round like everyone else in our experiences what we have seen is that our kids who don't play year round and don't participate and compete year round or train year round in a particular sport they they really didn't have a problem keeping up um and like I said, and like I talk to when I talk to other people, I tell them like if your child actually has what it takes to go on to college and play a sport, and I, when I'm when I say has what it takes, I don't just mean physical talent, but the whole package to actually get there and stay there and enjoy the experience and excel at it while they're there. That takes a combination of physical ability as well as inner drive, their own desire to do it, mental toughness, so on and so forth. It's a full package that's required, right? And if your child has that, you don't need, they have it, basically. They have it, they have it. They're going to be good enough to do it, even if they don't play year-round. They're going to be good enough to do it, even if you're not pushing them from the time they're 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Even if you're not harping on them every second. If they really have what it takes, they have their own internal drive. They are more inspired, more motivated to go out and train, to go out and get better in some way, to go out and study their sport um, in ways that you might not even think to have them do. Like when they have it, they have it. And if they don't, no amount of extra practices, no amount of you pushing is going to change that. In fact, it could just burn them out faster. What we've seen in, in sports when our kids aren't, are not playing year-round and other kids are, we see the other kids, they're, the burnout. They're not even excited when season comes around. They're not even peaking at the right times. By the time the season ends, during the most important parts of the season, they're over it. They're so over it. They're like, I don't even want to do this anymore. It's just one more week. They're just trying to last through this season and and know that after this they're going to get like a week break or maybe a few um you know a few weeks break and then they're going to be back at it and and they just seem so defeated and our kids have a distinct advantage when they come into a season fresh they're excited they don't have any of the burnout stuff going on um in softball their arm is fresher in wrestling they're not beat up by injuries because they're just you know, competing and participating in a sport that's super demanding, um, you know, five, four, five, six days a week, all year long. By the time the season ends, they're pumped because now they've gone through like a two to three month process of it's a progression to peak at the end. Um, you know, they're not at the point of where they're like, oh my goodness, I can't wait for this to end. They're like, this is what I've been training for. I'm super excited. They have that energy still. They're not so beat up physically or mentally or emotionally. And so we've seen the opposite effect that most parents are afraid of. We've seen them be able to excel at bigger chunks at rapid paces while they're in season. Like the time is so, it's just super, um, what is the word I'm looking for? ultra productive while they're in season it's ultra productive versus kids who are year round and they're just sort of pacing themselves all year long and you don't see these big bursts of just accelerated learning because they're just it's just a constant thing and and it's just like small incremental degrees by degrees and I'm not saying that's bad or unhelpful some people do learn that way 
But when you get to see them just come in fresh, dedicate themselves for a period of time and just blast through it, like they're all in when they're there, right? It's hard to be all in every day of the whole year for years and years and years on end. That's difficult. And most people don't do that. Even college athletes, even professional athletes, they have an off season. They have an off season for a reason, right? So when you see the difference between kids who are just like constantly doing it and they're just, you know, it doesn't ever seem like they can really go all in and you see kids who don't play all year long and then while they're in season, they're like in it. Um, there's a there's a difference and it, it doesn't work out the way that people fear um, when they're afraid of missing out or they're afraid of their child falling behind, at least not from what we've seen. And also like i just like i just said like when when your kid has that much potential to really be great or to be that college athlete or to even go further and be elite they've either got what it takes or they don't and the best thing you can do is nurture their desire nurture their love of what they do nurture their joy in the experiences and let them take it from there because I can tell you one thing, even when they get better and better and better and get to college, if you're not loving it, you don't stick with it. If it's not fun for you in some way, it is a drag to put in all of that time and effort. And you know, it's a hard thing. And it's, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of dedication. And if your heart is not in it, you're not going to excel. You probably won't even stick with it. So the thing that I think is most important to nurture most helpful to nurture is their joy is their love of what they're doing not the pushing 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 you got to do this you got to do this and trying to externally motivate them but really developing that internal motivation really nurturing what they want and what their goals are and what they're going after and nurturing them from the inside out versus trying to push them from the outside in and so it's just, you know, no, no level. Uh, somebody once said that at, as you get higher and higher, college level and so on, everybody can play. Everybody's got physical ability. And at that point, you know, that's not the separating factor. So how good your child is physically, yes, they have to have a certain level of, of ability to get there. But that's not what separates the ones who make it from the ones who don't. It's the other stuff. And that other stuff is not developed by force, by push. It's developed by nurturing. And um, while it can work, quote unquote work, to push, to harp, um, to force, it's not sustainable. That only lasts for so long. And it's a fire that it, it's, it burns out. It leads to burnout. And or... It leads to them finding some other coping mechanism for what's missing, what's really missing, that internal nourishment, that internal flame. Um, and so that that causes other issues, which then causes like problems within the journey, right? So even while you may get results, quote unquote, get results in the short term with that approach, it's not it's not really a sustainable thing, Um it's not what's going to carry them through as far as they could take it. And so I really encourage you to consider focusing most on really nurturing 
that other stuff, right? Rather than pushing from the outside in on outcomes, 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 on what they are doing, what they aren't doing, really nurture the inside, their want to, their desire. And this idea of sticking with it, we, we have this misguided idea that sticking with it means sticking with one thing. And what I've been able to see over the course of a number of children is them sticking with continuing to learn, grow, develop skills, develop their athleticism, develop their strength in various ways, through various activities, through various sports. And while it might look like they don't stick with one sport the whole time, what they are sticking with is the activity, the level of effort, the desire to do it. Um, the determination to get better, the the want to get better, the willingness to put in work, whether it might look different from sport to sport or what have you. The consistent part is that they're active on a regular basis. They're training, they're learning, they're growing, they're receiving information, they're taking it in, they're applying it. They're getting better as athletes and human beings, not just as a softball player or a wrestler or a lifter. So they've stuck with that And on the surface, it looks different. On the surface, it looks like not sticking with things. But the surface doesn't tell the whole story. You've got to look underneath that. You've got to really understand what's driving the outcomes that you see in the other people that you're like, I want that. I want this to happen for my kid. I want this to happen for my kid. Like I think people look at what our kids are able to achieve and where they've gone and they, they just misunderstand what's actually happening. Right, and they see the surfacing. They're like, "Oh, your kid is, you know, off season. They're lifting, and and off season they're doing this, and they're able to X Y Z." And it's like, right, but you're not understanding why they're doing those things. You can't just take what they're doing, the execution of it, and then throw it at your kid, make them do it, and think it's all going to work out the same, because it's the principle behind it. It's the what's actually driving all of that work that is the part that you need to apply in your own family to your own kid and that is that's why i'm saying it's the nurturing of what it, what do you want to do what's fun for you okay let's do that right um and and just really being encouraging and supportive along the way and being open to all the different ways things can play out for them and being open to them trying different things and or or not right being open to them wanting to just do softball until high school or whatever um so it's just really being present staying connected with your child understanding what it is that they want what lights them up always look for what lights them up and do more of that always look for what lights them up and do more of that and find ways to encourage support and love all the way through it right i talked about that in like the very first episode i think of this whole podcast and then continuously see the best in them so that they can become it. Like that's the part that people are not getting when they see the results and they see the execution of how it's being carried out in training. And they think they can just take that training part and apply it to their child and see the same thing. But they're not doing any of this other stuff. They're not looking for what lights up my kid. They're not looking for, well, what do they want to do in the off season? They're not looking for what are the things that they want to try, that they love, that they are dragging me to, that's lighting them up, that they 
are just willing and wanting to pour their heart and soul into and they're not looking at that part of being open to all the different ways that things can work out for their kid they think they have to engineer they have to be the ones to engineer the whole path because they're because they're the parent they know better they're more experienced da 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 da, da. but like our experiences are like 20 years old 15, 10 15 20 years old they're not even at the surface part of the actual execution of it they're not even valid anymore right like the way that we did things to prepare for college or what have you or whatever it's not necessarily the same way that it has to happen now now there's so many different options there's so many different ways um and resources and facilities that our kids have that we didn't have so trying to think that you're going to use only your only your own experiences and your own ideas to engineer the perfect path it's an illusion so and that's a lot of pressure you know and it doesn't have to (laughs) you don't have to take all of that on um work with your kids to look for solutions work with your kids to look for the things that they love to do and help them do more of that and do the same for yourself because it makes life better more fun and you all grow so much more in a in a more effortless way that way so anyway just wanted to share that thanks so much for listening i appreciate your time hope you're having a fabulous day as always bye-bye